welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Callum. I'm Bobby. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for joining us this week. I feel a lot better this week. Oh, I felt shocking last week. Yeah. We didn't. We felt all right. Yeah. Yeah, doing it without you. It, was, it felt better. It, when you listen to it back and you're not on it, it seems a bit disappointing. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, Hopperwarty, it's good to have you back. Thank you. <laughs> for the final mm. time this season. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be out for the next three weeks yeah. now, yeah. Man of biscuit. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything happening this week? Nothing too exciting, I don't think, really. I, you went to cricket, though, didn't you? I did go to cricket. The, the 100? Yes. Do you think it's like real cricket? Though? Not really. Not really. It's like WWE for cricket, isn't it? Yeah, it's more about, like, I don't know, more about just sort of the show. If that, may, But That's it's not the show like, isn't the cricket. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird mm. vibe. Did you enjoy it, though? Was it good? Yeah, it's good. And Manchester won. Yes, that's true, and yeah, it was a good, good, good finish to the game. And then they got beat in the final on Saturday. Mm. What was even better was that it was five pound eighty a pint, right? But bear with me. When I got there, I'd only took cash, and they were like, "Oh, it's card only." So I went, "Oh, I've only got cash." And all of a sudden, I see this guy at the end of the bar who's working there. He goes, "Oh, come and have a chat with me, mate." So, <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, "All no. right, mate, yeah, yeah. it's all." what's this about anyway when I got there he said oh like pretend to pay on card but slide me a tenner over slightly and I'll do you four pints for a tenner so I just kept going there all day four pints for a tenner so thank you to to the uh, man behind the bar who saved me a lot of money the thief behind the bar yeah who saved me a lot of money I'm not saying I'm not you know allegedly he could have just like you know put that in a bag and said to... to well, there's like two or three of them. They'd have made an absolute fortune that, that afternoon. You reckon? Yeah. Quality, though. Yeah. Save well, me money. I weren't bothered. There yeah. you go. Um, it's nearly two pints for free, that. Exactly. Oh. All good. Yeah. Is all good in the world of rugby league this week? Uh, it seems a bit brighter. Well, tell us what we've got on tonight, then. Uh, well, obviously, we've got the Super League review. Uh, Bobbles has got his stats we have a little bit about vacancies that are uh, that have happened over the last week mm-hmm. um, I'm sure I can think of somebody who's particularly happy about one of them uh, Sure, new Andrew Foster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick run through the NRL and then we've got a little segment of an alternate dream team okay. where we've come up with our own dream team, but we're not allowed to pick ones that are in the dream team. Okay. And then we'll f- we'll cap it off with the uh, final round of the Predictions League. Yeah, the final scores on the doors. Yes. Okay, and a bit of a preview of the two playoff games to come this week. Yes. Okay. Let's get into Sounds it. Sounds good. There's so much to love about rugby league in this part of the world, and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well, 
You just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Final round of Super League. Where do you want to go? Uh, I would like to start uh, with the game that Andy is most upset about. So we're going to start with Huddersfield 16, Wakefield 14. Okay. That's because I'm the only person that picked Wakefield Yeah, on the Prediction League. Right. We'll walk us through it. Why are you angry about it? Because it, I, I think it's cost me the league. I don't think it did. Well, there you go. But... <clears throat> So, 16-14, yeah, mm-hmm. I picked Wakefield on the presumption that Huddersfield would rest a few players going into the playoff game, but they actually didn't, did they? No. And they played a really strong team. So, actually credit to Wakefield because they've really improved in their form, haven't they, over the last over the last six or eight weeks or so? Yeah, ever since that game against St. Helens, really. Hmm. Um, they, which, which they were unlucky to lose and lost in Golden Point, but since then they seem to have really turned things around. Yeah, I mean, and in this game they were leading fourteen twelve into the last two minutes, and there was um again it was a, a dubious penalty. I think that's putting it politely. To yeah. be honest. It was ridiculous. Given from ex-Huddersfield Academy player Chris Kendall. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> you saw that? I mean, the penalty was atrocious, one. It? It's never a penalty, is it? He's just got up and slipped. Uh, He's not even slipped. He just jumped back on the floor. It's, nah, it's never a penalty in a million years. Absolutely. Shocked. I'm not even sure. To be honest, I'm not even convinced that the penalty in extra time in Golden Point that won it was a, was penalty. a penalty. That's what. I, that, well, that's the next thing I was going to bring up with you because that was for a push off the ball, mm. and you see that sort of charging for a ball and that sort of contact ten times a game. Yeah, yeah. I, I really feel for Wakefield losing, I, I losing this one. Yeah. Do you not wish? That David Fafita drop goal that had gone over. <laughs> that would have been fairy tale stuff. That would have been it? amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Absolute cracking effort from him. He can kick goals, he can drop goal, he can run it in. Well, yeah. he can't what can't goal. he do? <laughs> he well, can't drop yeah. goals. Obviously, apparently. he can't <laughs> drop goals. <laughs> oh, it was a good attempt, though. It wasn't exactly a scuffle on the floor, was it? Well, I, I thought they were unlucky, and I think that probably was. Probably the wake-up call and the game that Huddersfield needed going into the going into the playoffs mm. because yeah. I think they've faltered a little bit lately. Yeah, Huddersfield maybe not as much in terms of results, but I think in terms of performances, I don't think they've been as good as they were probably the first two thirds of the season. Yeah, I don't. I think they have um, petered out a little bit, if you want to say. Of last few, I w- I'm not sure I'd read too much into that one though. Um, I know you said that you thought they might rest players, but. They had to play a strong squad, but those those players don't want to get injured or banned yeah. or anything. So I'm not sure I'd read too much into this one, but I think in previous weeks, then yeah, probably probably not ended it as well as they started it. Although they, I know they finished third, I just think I mean in, in terms of the, the sort of style that they'd done it in. Do you think if they'd have seen the Catalan squad first, they might have been tempted to change what they did. Huddersfield. 
Um, possibly, but as far as I'm aware, nobody's come through. Uh, everybody's come out of it with no injuries and no mm. bands and stuff. So it, it doesn't always work dropping uh, resting players. No, it doesn't. We've seen it in the past. We've seen it in the past you know, that, the, that you know sometimes it's better to keep that momentum going. And I, I was listening to. Um, I think I was listening to one of the NRL games over the weekend uh, while I was at work. I had it on on the radio because uh, I was out doing some mowing or whatever. But I think it was Luke Lewis who was on the radio and the, the, the main commentator asked him, you know, do you prefer the week off or not? And he said, no. He said, when you play in, he said, when you're a player, he said, you just want to get home with it. You just want to get out there and play. Well, players don't like training, do they? No. As such. If, you know, when you, it's like when you're in football and you say, oh, we played too many games and, and we do this and we, oh, we, we, we played on Tuesday, but now we're playing again on Saturday. Mm. Players don't really bother that much about it. No, I don't think so. You know, you, that's what you're paid to do and you, you're paid to play and you'd rather play than train. Yeah. It's nice to have a week off, but when you come into the business end of the season, I, th- I think I agree. I think I'd want to keep that momentum going. It's like, right, let's get out there and let's get it done. Mm. So even if they had have seen the Catalan squad, I'm, I don't know, I'm not sure they would have done. Maybe mm. they're, maybe one or two. Probably better with a week off in June or something, aren't you, where you can go away somewhere nice or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Bit of a holiday. You know, yeah. A bit of a mid-season holiday. Off to Benidorm for a week or something and... You know, which I imagine some of them do. You know, like when the challenge, if they're not in the Challenge Cup final or something. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, that, that they might go away then. Yeah. Well, well, we might as well move on to the team you've just spoken about, who did decide it was a good idea to rest players, and that was Catalan, and they went down to Wigan, and the forty-eight-four. Uh, yeah, I I think this one makes a little bit more sense because uh, they'll be playing at home, won't they, this week? So if they've had to travel from Catalan to Wigan to come back to Catalan, that, to me, makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, the baby Drax. Yeah. It it seems as though they've taken the decision as a club on it. Well, we know we're, going, we know we're guaranteed a home tie, mm. so we're not really bothered who we play. Yeah. So we, we'll, because they've struggled for injuries as well last few weeks. So I can understand then why they're trying to get everybody fresh for the for the mm. for the one-off games. Yeah. Um, in terms of this, they did well in the first half. They they defended well. It wasn't much of a contest in the end. No. Um, they they, they did really well. I think. Um. Uh, Thomas Lulawai coming back for Wigan, mm. uh, which is good news. Which is good news for him and them. Yeah, especially since. Cade Cust went off injured and there's doubts over whether he'll see another game this year. Was it an arm injury? Was it a wrist yes. or an arm? Uh, yeah, he seemed like to be holding his wrist when he wrist. came off or something. Yeah, apparently it's because he, he, he had uh, an arm injury earlier in the season, didn't he? But apparently it's his other arm. But they'll be glad that Lula is back now, I think. Yeah, and Farrell's also a big miss for Wigan as well, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Ruled out for the rest of the season now, isn't he? They said it was touch and go, didn't they? I think I think he is. I just don't think they want to say, do they? They want to face up to that fact. I don't think either that bit of mind games. Yeah, going going into that. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, there's not much really to say about this game, is there? Apart from that, just, really. It was just a, re- a professional outing by, by Wigan in the end, really. I think what, what people have said as well, which is a, a good point, is that it's good for the league that, that Catalans can put mainly an all-French, like an academy or reserve team, whatever you want to do it, mm-hmm. for the future, um, which is great which is great for them as a club and therefore great for the league. Yeah, really good. And, and also, I think, great for international rugby league as well. Yeah, de- yeah. Down, down the line. Especially yeah. with that. I know, obviously, we've got the, we want to get through this World Cup to start with, but especially in 2025, when you've got the World Cup in France, I think it's positive that it's showing signs that you are gonna you might even have a strong French representative there as well. That would be brilliant to have a strong home nation in that World Cup. Mm. And if these players can continue to develop and they've got another three years to develop then uh, it's all good news I think for the game yeah definitely you know and Catalans will, will still be there in 2025 I hope to lose are still knocking on that that door and uh, 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 you know going off the same model if you like that, that Catalans have done mm. and hopefully by 2025 like you say strong strong host nation is mm. uh, really really mm. good for the game so yeah well, moving on, uh, we shall go to uh, Salford next, and they also took the chance to rest a few before the playoffs. Uh, it was Salford 14, Warrington 32. Yeah, like you say, rested players in this one did make a bit more sense, I think. Uh, they couldn't move up or down, could they? Uh, they could move down if they if what happened what's happened they were fifth. They did move down, I think. But they've gone down to six now. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, they did. But either way, it'd be a similar thing where they're not really bothered about. They, they were, were secure, away. Yeah, they were away. They were secured in the playoffs. Yeah. It just well, depended on if they went to France or and, not. And they've probably worked out for them better. Actually, they're only going up the road now. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Seriously, they, yeah. I mean, Salford yeah. to Huddersfield. They're half an hour away. Yeah. No. Right. But they've, they've they've struggled with injuries and stuff all season, haven't they? So yeah. They needed to rest a few bodies, I think. Yeah, because on on the day they they can be a problem for anybody, can't they? As we've seen. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we have to talk about Warrington, don't we? I mean, they've actually won a game, so that's <laughs> that's something. Yeah. Um, but they're officially um, the worst English team in Super League. True. That's bad, isn't it? It would have been very very interesting to see what would have happened if Toulouse had beat Warrington a few weeks ago. Mm. Or. Oh. Even if to lose that exemption, or if it like it used to be where there was two down, yeah, yeah. I got a, I got a question about Warrington. Uh, well, it's not about Warrington, it's about George Williams. Okay, how how good do you think he's been? Because when I've seen him play, I've thought he's the bright spark in that team. Even other teams get in on the back foot and they're getting pummeled every week. Williams to me seems to have been. Okay. Mm. I think the fact that you use the word okay for him signals to me that he's not been as great as you might think. What would you give him out of 10? Well, if you're supposed supposed to be Warrington's marquee signing there, that that was their big reveal. We've got George Williams. We've fought off competition. So, you're not... He's not exactly led them to victories. He's he's been okay, like you say. You know, he's put on a few moves and stuff. But overall, maybe, like you say, if you want me to give him a maybe like a 
four or five at a push out of ten. It's See, I think that's really harsh. I, mean, mm. I don't know what you think, Callum. I mean, he's a classy player, no doubt, and I do think he's been one of their better players this season. And I know you're saying that he's their marquee signing, and you know, but at the end of the day, he's only one man, and he has guided them around the field. I think as much as he he can with what's been going on around him. Um, I, I think I'd be tempted to give him a, a six or a seven, mm. which I, I think I is think pretty so. fair with the season that they've had. It's difficult for a halfback to really shine on a team that's continually, con- consider- sorry, continually leaking thirty odd points a game. Mm. Because obviously, if if that's the case, then the pack are on the back the back foot all the time, aren't they? Yeah, and it's uh, it's he, a well known thing that it's hard to play behind a beaten behind pack. a beaten pack. Yeah, so. That, and that's why I asked the question really about it because I think he's, I think he's acquitted himself pretty well. But I, 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 I might be in a minority. I think he's done well, and depending on who his halfback partner is next season, they could be the difference. Well, when I look at some of the signings they made, for example, I think he's had twice the season. Let's say that Matauti has had because mm. I don't think I. I thought, oh, what a good signing that is when they signed him from Castleford last year. And then this year, I think he's just completely—it's like he's completely like disintegrated this year. Mm. There's been a few like that. I thought mm. Oliver Holmes was was very similar to what you just described. I've not seen Dowell Clark as much this year. No, I've not really seen anybody really. Thewlis? Uh Seen one or two things. I'm not sure he's played every week. No, he seems to have been a bright spark when he's played though. Matty Ashton, I think, has been a bit of a bright spark. Ratchford. Not Nothing. seen too much, really. Widup, no. he's been injured, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last few weeks, but not. I mean, majority before of the season. That, yeah, now. before that. No, so I think you know when you look at Williams, I think he stood out above the, all the names that we've mentioned there. He's probably been their best player, mm. and I think he's done done all right. Yeah. Okay. But they ended with a win. Yes. Uh, but Salford won't be too worried about that. I don't think. No, not at all. No. Well, moving on, we shall travel to St. Helens, where they claimed, or shall we say lifted, the league leader's shield. Uh, They took on Toulouse and won 36-16. I'm going to make a prediction. That's not the only time in this pod that button's going to be pressed. No, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, well done to Saints. Yeah, they've been the, the most consistent. Fantastic achievement and undervalued mm. achievement. Oh, yeah, massively. Massively undervalued. It should mean more. I know we've spoke about this before, but, you know, tremendous achievement. And, you know, they are the league champions, in effect. Yeah. Yep. Um, they, they've, they've done it a bit tougher this year than they have done. Over the last three or four, haven't they? And is that? Do you think that's Saints haven't replicated the level, or have other teams caught up? Because when you're at the top and you're consistently at the top, like they have been for the last three or four years, there's only one way you can go. Mm. You can only stay there for so long before somebody overtakes you. So is it a fact that they have declined in their standards, or have other teams? Really, really sort of thought, right, okay, well, 
we've got to do something about this, and they have. A um, little bit of both, in my opinion. I, I think they've been they, they've done pretty well with injuries over the last two or three years. Mm. Uh, this year, they've had a few more, so you you know you you have you have yeah. three or four maybe starting thirteen players out, two of them out. Well, Dodd's been out since Good Friday. Regan Grace has played a handful of games. Percival as well. Percival again. So, you know, most of them have been out for the season. Mm. Um, so that's gonna that's obviously going to decline your standards, if you like. Uh, but I do think when you look at the other teams around them, Wigan have improved massively. Huddersfield, I think, have improved. Mm. I know we've, we've already covered Wigan. How much of that improvement is down to Matty Pete, do you think? Probably a lot. It's it's always you know it's a it's a new face, isn't it? It's impress the boss, you know, make that impression, and I think that's what they've done. I think. I, I think I'd put a lot of it down to Libres mm. and his yeah. his role in in as the attacking coach, and he's off to the Broncos next season as well. Yeah, Matty Pete seems to have been that sort of that. I'm not sure about whether changing culture is the right expression. Well, having that pride in the shirt again, so to speak. Yeah, like a mini Sean Wayne. Yeah, oh, that sounds a bit disrespectful. But I, but but I know, I understand what you mean. Because the culture's always been really, really good at, at Wigan. That's why they're, they're one of the top teams. Um, but I, I understand what you're saying. I think because he's a he's a Wigan lad and he through and through. So it's yeah. that sort of passion and playing for the jersey every week. And but on a similar thing, even though he's not a St Helens lad. Christian Wolf has really uh, excelled in picking up from where Justin Holbrook left off mm. in that wanting to work hard every week, wanting to making it a real uh, taking real offence when somebody crosses your line. Mm. Yeah, well, th- this is this was going to be my point around what you asked. You know, have teams caught up and or have, have, have St. Helens started to decline? And I think. Callum is right in what he's saying. The teams have upped it. I mean, uh, St. Ellis haven't won the League Leader Shield since 2019. Mm. So while they've probably been consistently the best and, you know, won that grand final, mm. you know, two years about the League Leaders, the, the you saw that pattern from when Holbrook left mm. and they were more attack-minded to more defensively-minded with Christian Wolf, And I think that's why maybe you sort of look at St. Ellen's and think, oh, have have they actually declined or have they just sort of toughened up, if that makes sense? Well, I mean, I mean, Steve Orford coined the phrase wolf ball, didn't he? And, mm. you know, when he's been on, when Steve's been on the, the pod, um, you know, in, in his Saints voice, you know, he wasn't, he was more than, well, should we say more than unhappy or very critical in at the first year of Christian Wolf? Mm. Well, but they didn't get off to the best of starts, did they, under Wolf? No, the, the the COVID break seemed to really help them at that time, didn't it? And he seemed to like uh, come back with a new. They come back with a new attitude, I think. But mm. Anyway, I mean, a decline is a really. It's, it's the wrong word. It's, it's they're not in decline. No, it's, no. It's whether or not they've they have peaked. As this group of players peaked, I suppose. I think I think sometimes it's easier to notice a team that has great attack and great, you know, the highlight reel, if you like, the the offload game, than a team that sits back and well, not so much sits back, but defends better. 
think you have your. I think the entertainers, if you like, get more credit than a a team that really digs in and digs deep for a win. And yeah. I think that's where Saint Helens have changed. I think it's the case that Saint Helens just coming off their peak and teams coming Rising up and hitting to theirs, and they're sort of getting to that yeah. meeting point now. Yeah. Um, in this game, I think. It's fair to say Saints were below pass, particularly in the first half. Yeah, yeah, first half was was pretty poor, I think, and you know, again, similar to what I said with Huddersfield, I think it was about let's get out there, let's have a run, let's put some moves on, but let's not get any suspensions, let's not get any injuries. And I think I think it was pretty obvious in the first half with it only being twelve ten uh, in Saints' favour at half time. One eye, one eye. I think on the uh, the big games coming up. I think. Yeah, yeah. Fair to say. Yeah, I'll be a bit, a bit gutted of the Saints actually. Did you, know, did you see the points difference in winning the league? No, I didn't. Plus three hundred and ninety nine. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> a drop goal. A pe- uh, I mean, when you think they must have missed a, a, an easy conversion somewhere on the line, that sort of thing, you know. I can think of a few. I think. Yeah. So um, you know, plus three hundred and ninety nine. I'd be a bit. Oh, come on. Mm. Yeah. Well, actually, to be fair, they haven't had a goal kick for most of the season, so... That's true. <laughs> so I think, yeah, it's probably, uh, probably where it comes from. Well, moving on to... Let's move to the Hull derby, where Hull FC found themselves on the wrong side of that result. It was Hull FC 4, Hull KR 36. I don't think anybody saw that coming, really. Well, Danny Maguire might have because he just said, "Like, listen, don't need don't need a full team. <laughs> just going to name sixteen. That'll be enough." I'm surprised they named sixteen. I thought they'd have brought somebody in on the day from the academy yeah. or something, even if they didn't play. Yeah, even if they didn't get off the bench, I suppose just as insurance in case they got any injuries or anything. But mm. I just was there literally no imagine else? that happening in any other sport? Rufus the Robin. Yeah, <laughs> he could have named himself on the bench. That's yeah, but Odd I just one. can't imagine it happening in any other sport. I mean, really well done to them. Uh, yeah, because I don't think anybody was really giving them a a chance when they named sixteen players. No, one man down, thirty two points up. Unbelievable. Yeah, really well done. I mean, Hull, Hull were terrible, absolutely terrible. That's and embarrassing in a derby as well, isn't it? One, but the thing that summed it up for me really was when Albert Vette went over. Mm. So Albert Vette, the prop, their main prop, gets in at dummy half <laughs> and scoots over. As a defender, if you see Albert Vette go to nine, surely you're thinking well, he's only going to do one thing. Yeah. Everybody's gonna- jamming. He's not Everybody's gonna, squeezing. He's not going to put a 30-yard pass out somewhere, is he? He's, he's there to do one thing. If he gets in at nine, he's going to do one thing. Yeah. Stop him. I mean, it was 24-4 at half-time. Yeah. Didn't they do it again through that? In fact, I think that that was the try that made it. That. Yes, it I think right it, was, it was, yeah. yeah. But that just sort of summed it up to me, because I'm like, switch on there. If he's going to nine, he's doing one thing and one thing only. They did a similar thing. Didn't Elliot Minchella score his try the exact same way? Just in at dummy half and just scoot it over. I can't remember. It was <sighs> another embarrassing performance from Hull and you can't oh. even give them the credit of 
it's the last game of the season, we've got nothing to play for, we don't care. You're playing your biggest rivals. Mm. Do you know what summed it up for me when you said about Albert Vette? What summed it up for me was Luke Gale's yellow card. Oh, because he wouldn't shut up. Yeah. yeah. He's been appalling well, for them. that's what I, I've got. I've got a note there. Luke Gale, his yellow card and his season. Mm. We talked about George Williams. Mm. Talk to me about Luke Gale. Well, I mean, he, he, he's come in looking for a fresh start after a poor spell at, at Leeds. He's been He was made captain of the club. And if he hasn't been dropped, he's been suspended. And he's on his way out now. And now again, he, he's going. And I really, really wanted him to do well with it being a World Cup year and all that. And, I, you know, he's... He had a terrific spell at, at Castleford, and I think even when he was at like London Broncos and stuff, I really rated him then. I thought he, thought he did really well there. I just wanted him to get back to those levels that we'd seen at, say, Castleford, and it's just been the complete opposite, really. He's not done much since he's had that air transplant. That's true. Maybe he's scared of it falling off. Or getting his eyes or something. Yeah, not used to it. <laughs> mm. But he, he has been, on a serious note, he's been... Shocking, yeah. Probably, probably, probably. I'd have to say the worst signing that I've seen this season in Super League. Yeah, when you look back over yeah, the season, yeah, you, you're probably right. When you look back over the season, yeah, probably right. So where next for him? Where do you think? Well, well I think it? the rumours are Wakefield. Yeah, I've seen a few say Wakefield. So does that indicate Miller and? I think Miller's Miller on Lino. his way out to Castleford, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lionel's been heavily linked with Wigan for a while, hasn't he? Who knows? It just seems... I mean, what well, Wakefield's a different story, isn't it? The, the amount could, of players that they've lost. He could do well at Wakefield. It could do... It, because it's a similar thing to Castleford, where probably... Is it fair to say the expectations are lower than for them than they are at Leeds and Hull? But he could do well wherever he goes, because I think he's been a and probably still has it to be a classy player. He's just lost his way last couple of years, hasn't he? Massively. Since he left Castleford. Yeah, massively. Mm. And I hope for his sake he can find that form again. Yeah, yeah. Well, that leaves us with our last game, and it was the playoff decider. It was who takes sixth, and it went to the Leeds Rhinos. Leeds 14 Castleford 8. Did it in spectacular fashion, didn't they? 8-0 mm. down on, I think... 8 minutes to go. Yeah. It was even 8-2 on 76th minute. Mm. Yeah. 76th minute was 8-2. I've said to you when we've been at games, if teams are 8 points down and get a penalty, I've said to you on numerous occasions over the years that I don't understand why people don't go for 2. Mm-hmm. And close it down while they've got a chance then to make it a one-score game. It was it was a smart, and, and they did that. Yeah, it was a I smart thought, play, and they've got the reward of it. Yeah, it was a smart but, play. But I've said that, haven't I, for years to you that mm. I don't understand why they don't do that because even if they crash over for a try, they're still going to get another one. Yeah, and the, the the try that they then conceded after that was shocking, really, for me with the heartache break. I've just exactly the same. Thing. The defending was woeful. Your seasons on the line. They haven't shifted across. No. And they've watched him run across and then break through them. And they've all stood in exactly the same he didn't, position. He didn't have to break through any bodies. It was all arms. He's just stepped. Just all arms reaching at him. 
And you can't do that against somebody as good as Zach Hardacre. No. No. I also thought as well that they got a massive boost on the and, and it and it turned out to be as well. Um before the game and I looked at the, the half back pairings. Austin was doubtful but played. Mm. Caesar was back in, mm. but Richardson missed out. And there was a I think that was a I think that was an, a real tip in balance before the game even started. And as it turned out as well, if Richardson had been on the end of the drop goal that Castleford tried, mm. could have been a different story. Then I think we would have been talking nine eight Castleford. Yeah, possibly. I mean, we we said last week, didn't we, Bobby, that that Richardson had been on a, a bit of a run and was in good form, and he'd be a massive miss for for Castleford. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, Andy, it proved proved true. I think. I have, in fact, I have no doubts that if Richardson was on the end of that drop goal, I think it would have gone over, mm. straight in front, twenty yards out. I, I, he very rarely misses them, so I think that was key before, even before the game. Mm. Yeah, but but credit to Leeds, never give up. You know, twelve points in four minutes and to, to seal it, and then obviously a, a place and, in the player, and they've ended up finishing fifth, mm. and a. a Tricky trip to uh, Catalan. You get the feeling, don't you? If Rowan Smith had been there a bit earlier, they would have been. They would have had a home tie in these playoffs. Yeah, possibly. They could have had a week off this week. I think possibly. Maybe not a week off, but a home tie. Home tie. Mm. Yeah, I think if he'd have been there a bit longer, they might well have caught Catalan. Yeah, possibly. But I mean, it's what. Leeds are known best for really, especially over recent years, coming good at the right time and then going on and doing doing spectacular things in the playoffs. Well, so. they're probably glad to be there, and at the end of the day, they give themselves a chance now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. got to be in it to win it. Yeah, I don't think you'd, you'd back against them too much with their history. No, but that was the final uh, round of the regular season and into the playoffs, but. For now, it's time for this. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. That's right, Stats of the Week time. Here he is. Hello. <laughs> How many stats you got? Seven. Seven. Been a busy boy this week. I have. Just popped up. What, on your timeline? Oh, I'm ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, kick us off. Okay. Uh, stat number one. Uh, we're going to we're gonna start in the NRL. And it was good news for Andy's team. The Titans won their first game outside of Queensland in 2022. Isn't great, but they won, so you know. They did win, and I'll come on to that in the now bell round. Okay. Okay. Uh, stat number two. It had been 715 days since the Cowboys last scored against the Pembroke Panthers. They finally broke the drought after 179 minutes. Excellent. Only because the Panthers played their academy, but... Yeah. Anyway... Okay, uh, stat number three. Uh, the last time the Storm finished outside the top four was 2015. They were eliminated in the first week of the playoffs. Really? Mm-hmm. 
That's pretty good standards, isn't it? Yeah. Top four since 2050, well, 16, but... Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Back over to Super League, and stat number four is Huddersfield have won their first golden point game in four attempts. They have two draws and one loss, and now they're, that's their first win. Excellent. Uh, stat number five. Yeah, stat number five. Uh, it is the first time Hull KR have scored 30 plus points in a derby since 2014. It's also their biggest win in a derby since 2008. Did it in style. Mm. Did it in style. Uh, stat number six. Uh, Tim Lafay is the first Samoan to make the Super League Dream Team in 10 years. The last player to do so was George Carmont in 2012. He was a good player. Yeah, he was all right, him, yeah. yeah. he was a good player. Yeah, he was good. Excellent. Roy Asatar. Does he not get in, no? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I must have just missed out that year. Like he just missed his plane. <laughs> For the World Cup. Yeah. Where are you, Roy? <laughs> oh, not coming. Carry on. And the last stat of the week is James Roby has become the joint second highest for appearances in the Super League Dream Team with seven. He is only beaten by Jamie Peacock, who managed to make the team 11 times in his career. <laughs> That's good going, isn't it? <laughs> it just... And he now joins on seven with Andy Farrell, Kieran Cunningham and Sean O'Loughlin. That's going to be some time before that. Um, oh, yeah. Equal or beaten, isn't it? Oh, there's only... Yeah. They'd have to start doing it now, wouldn't they? Jack to. Wellsby's on two, I think. I was going to say, yeah. you're looking at people like Wellsby. And then they've got to stay in this league if they're not if they're that good where they don't, they don't yeah, go to you, the NRL. You're looking at a, thing, a you back, know? aren't you? I think so, yeah. you. Look, I mean, I was going to say Will Price, but then you were looking at him potentially going to the NRL and stuff. So, mm. Lewis Murphy. Yeah. You're looking at that sort of thing, aren't you? Yeah. You're looking at the young ones Lewis now. Lewis Dodd, yeah. Hmm. Mm. Some some go in that. Yeah. Very good, I like that one. And that's it, that's the stats of the week. Okay, very good one to end on then, eh? It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. Some very good stats to end on there, Bobby. Well Thank done. Thank uh, Little segment now about, uh, there's a few vacancies popped up here and there in the world of rugby league over the last week or so the first one being Ralph Rimmer set to leave his his role in the RFL did he start after he done a sterling <laughs> job actually I think Raheem Sterling probably <laughs> yeah. what would you rate his tenure out of ten less than Luke Gale oh, okay Strong words. <laughs> Would you disagree? On a scale, <laughs> on a scale of Luke Gale, yeah, to Bevan French, <laughs> what would you rate Ralph Rimmer's season? Roy Asatasi. 
Uh, very good. Well, Jay, not for him. But. Jay Field last season. Okay. You know, only managed 10 minutes. Yeah. That was it. Fair enough. He, he did get Rugby League on Channel 4. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, no, wasn't that Ken Davey? I'm not sure if it was Super League or the RFL. Uh, I <laughs> thought it was Ken Davey that got it to, to Channel 4. But. Um. I don't really know what to say, but that hasn't already been said that apart from uh, it's about time, isn't it? Mm. It's about time he's going. And it it sort of half says to me that the line they're lining John Dutton up for the job after the World Cup. Well, John Dutton seems to have done a, a really, really good job with the Rugby League World Cup. I think everybody, well, that's the the build up to it and everything has been really good. I think, and we've I've even seen uh, adverts on telly for it now, and I, I think he speaks really well and he handled the the delay of it really well mm. too. So he, he seems a perfect or the the, the bookie's favourite, if you like, mm. to to take over that role if he wants it. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I've known John for years, and um, Ooh, <laughs> you just want to pick that up. What that name that you've just dropped? Oh, I'm hey! just saying. <laughs> I, and I think he's been sort of angling at this for quite a while. I think, and I think at the last World Cup when he was the understudy to it, he was the manager of it. Mm. Um, and Sally Bolton was in charge of the World Cup. She then got an offer from the All England Club at Wimbledon to be their CEO. So there could be opportunities for John outside. Is that 2013? Yeah. Right. And there could be opportunities for him outside the World Cup. That's what I'm saying. Uh, outside Rugby League, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, because what otherwise, what does he do after the World Cup? Well, nothing. Mm. So if he wants to stay in Rugby League, that's the obvious progression, I think. Maybe they've already been in touch, and that's why. He's going. Yeah. But it clears the path, doesn't it? Mm. Might be wrong, but I don't know. Maybe. But I'll time ask. for Ralph in his beige suit to leave. <laughs> his sturdy cords. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or would it be better having somebody that's completely afresh from outside the game? More of a business person? Um Possibly, I think you need both, and obviously you can find the rugby league person elsewhere within the RFL mm. to to work with if they were going to bring more of a businessman in to to be the, you know, the, the CEO or tell you I don't want. Okay, Ed Woodward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, uh, but obviously I am IMG are in. How much say do they have in it? Do they want somebody like a John Dutton that they can work with who, who knows the sport? Or are they looking at it from a business point of view? Or are they, view, yeah. they doing it from a business point of view? I, I think they'll want somebody who who knows rugby league and, and has been involved in the sport. Mm. And then they can work, hopefully, harmoniously <laughs> together. Mm. But we shall see. Mm. I think that's the first time that harmoniously in rugby leagues probably ever like being used in the same sort of discussion. Mm. Yeah. But, Fair point. There you go. Um, but yeah, uh, smell you later, Ralph. Yeah. Um, 
think we're better off with Ralph Wiggum. Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Just say, you know. It'd have been more fun. Um, <laughs> My next. Cat's smells of cat food. <laughs> next vacancy recently announced was Christian Wolf and the rumours that he's going back to the NRL. Uh, been confirmed. I'm not sure whether they've confirmed it's with the Dolphins. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Is it? Have yeah. they confirmed that? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, he's off to be Wayne Bennett's understudy. Yeah. So big, big loss for St. Helens, but I think a tremendous gain for the the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a big gain for the Dolphins. I just I hope he doesn't do too long as an assistant coach. Well, this is I, the thing. surely not. I understand it when when coaches want to go home, and I understand it when there's there's offers on the table to be a head coach in the NRL when you're from there. Anyway, it's it's quite hard to turn down. But I don't know. I just I just see this as a backward step in in Wolf's career. He's gone from being an assistant to the head coach, and now he's back to being an assistant. It 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 seems a very very safe move from him. It's almost like he can't fail at the Dolphins because they're so brand new that it. He can't if they finish bottom under him and Bennett. It's like, well, it's brand new, you know. You can't really blame us. It is, um, it is. There is an obvious progression, though. Oh yeah, just going back to being uh, an assistant coach, isn't it? It's mm. it all with an eye on the, the long term future, isn't it? So, mm. um, I would think they've, they've had to give him those assurances. I mean, if you're going to do two more years at a, an assistant, there's nobody better to learn off. Than Wayne Bennett in the game, like yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the the greatest coach of all time. So what about what about Saints? I'd be absolutely personally, I'd be absolutely shocked if Paul Wellens wasn't appointed the next St Helens head coach. Yeah, I think so as well. If he wants it, of course. But yes, mm. uh, I agree. I well, I don't think there's any reason why he won't. No, he'll he'll definitely be throwing his name. Uh, into the the ring, well, so well, he's, he's been involved in the England setup for a while, hasn't he? Mm. Um, and he's been assistant coach to uh, Wolf and Holbrook. Holbrook. Yeah. yeah, they're going to have to bring somebody else, a couple of people in. I think, like the, it, it's going to be very similar to the Wigan model. I think at the minute they brought in, yeah, Lee we brought Breers Breers and, 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 and yeah, I know they brought Sean Wayne back. I'm not sure there's anybody that sort of name that the Tony Smith <laughs> depends what he wants to do mm. because there's rumours that he might be taking over the, the next vacancy that we talk about but just while we're still on Christian Wolf, I'm I'm not I'm not sure he's been as desperate to get back home as some of the others have been oh. uh, when I saw him do a little interview on the Super League show uh, last night, he was sort of saying that the the, the kids didn't really want to go home. This, you know, they just basically the younger ones are being dragged home, and he's. I think he's really thrown himself into the the, the club and the culture and the town and everything. So, such is the life of a coach, isn't it? Always yeah. in the move. Yeah. yeah. So, he, he, I don't think he's been as desperate to go back. Obviously, his his long term goal when he come over was to to go back, but. Yeah, um, but good luck to him. Good luck to him for the rest of the season. Mm. Um, Brett Hodgson's probably going home. Yeah, probably. 
not in the same way though. No. No. Um Do you do you feel for him in any way? A little bit. I think I do a little bit. I don't think he's done any worse than uh, the the people before him. They're in a mess, aren't they, Hull? Yeah. And you can't blame him for that. No, I think there's a lot behind the scenes. I, I, upstairs, I think, as well, isn't there? I thought he might have had the start of next season. But if there's certain people who are available now and are only going to be available for a short period of time, mm. then long term, then they've probably had to get rid of him because I think the the, the immediate rumours are that Tony Smith might take over. Can you imagine? Mm. Does that... Does that like? Does that say well? Does that is that just to like? I don't know. Piss old KR off or whatever. Well, I was Maybe. gonna. I was gonna. No, say, I was, is it not like when Ian Millward took over at Wigan? <laughs> yeah. I was just about to ask you the same question. Do you think it's a bit of a spite at Hull KR to publicly come out and say that I'm interested in the job as your biggest rivals? And oh. this isn't. And just on top of that, this isn't any disrespect to Hull, but we've just said that Hull are in a mess, and yet. You've got a team like St. Ellen's who need a head coach as well. You've not exactly come out and said you want to coach them. Why would you not throw your hat into a ring? You know, if you're going to come out and publicly say you want a job, why not go for the top job? You don't have to move. I guess only have minutes. You don't have to move out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. true, I suppose. I, I get what you're saying. I, to be honest, I haven't seen him come out and said that he's interested. I haven't seen what you've seen about him being Is it two plus two being equals five? Is it yeah, I mean, when you when you sack your head coach, when your head coach leaves, the first thing you do is say, "Well, who's gonna who's gonna take over? Who's gonna take over?" And obviously, with with who's available, he's probably the best one that's available, mm-hmm. unless you're gonna go down the NRL assistant route. Mm-hmm. But over here, who else is there? I don't know. I think that's the route that they'll most likely go down. Hmm. Yeah, Tony Smith sort of gave me the impression that he was done with coaching mm. when he left all KR. That's why I said about going to Saints as like a director of football type of thing. Mm. That sort of um, um, like a short like like you said about Sean. Wayne. Yeah, uh, and maybe he will. We don't know. It's only just come out. What was it yesterday? Day before? Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, at the, at the time of recording. So. Just wait and see, but yeah, I thought I thought Hodgson might have um, got next season, or well, the start of next season, um, just because they're in such a mess. Devil Powell's got it; he's next in line. Yeah, <laughs> Brett Hodgson was taking the heat off him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's in the firing line now. He isn't is he? really. So, in, ser- in all seriousness, he is really. Mm. Yeah, well. Like, they, they can't do much, well, they can do much worse, but they can't afford to do much worse. No. Well, if they don't perform under the, the signings they've made for next season, then something is, is very wrong there. That, that, the... That's true. They, they seem to have made a really good couple of signings. Mm. Sylvain Hules, because it's not life and death, is it, rugby league? No. Well, that's it, you know. Brett, if, you, if you're listening, <laughs> I know you've been sat, but you can always go and work on the farm. That's where life and death is. Yeah, just have it with Phil Clark, mm. and he'll put you right. Yeah, he'll make everything seem better. Very true. You call that a knife? This is a knife. 
That's not a knife, that's a spoon. Yep, NRL time. Uh, as usual, I shall read the scores. Any comments? Just jump in. Okay. Uh, Eels 22, Storm 14. Bulldogs 21. Sea Eagles 20. <laughs> They're rubbish, aren't they? Sea Eagles, aren't yeah. they, Bobby? I'm more disappointed that they give the win to Gus. <laughs> <laughs> just can't say take that Gus now this no. week. That's no, what I'm more true. disappointed about. Well, should uh, we see what his podcast episode's called this week? Yeah, well, I I shall I read the scores out while you do that? Uh, Roosters 26, Rabbitohs 16. The Warriors 26, uh, the Gold Coast Mighty Titans 27. Must be pointed out. They scored 14 points in the last six minutes to take it to golden point. Excellent. And then got a, got a, got a drop goal. Excellent. So take that, Warriors. Very good. Have you got it now? Yeah, it's called Gus Calls Political <laughs> Correctness and Embarrassment <laughs> to Our Game. <laughs> oh, there you go. Thanks for that, Gus. Yep. Uh, the Dragons 22, the Broncos 12. I said this last week while you weren't here, Andy, but I cannot believe that the Broncos are not in the top eight. No. I can't believe they're not in the playoffs. I, well, I can't believe they've, they've lost that game in a, in a game that they had to win. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, yeah. and I know they had to win it convincingly. But the fact game. that they haven't won they is... Put, they put the Raiders under no pressure there, have they? No. No, none whatsoever. Um, I just can't believe they were fourth. What four or five weeks ago, mm. and they're not. They've not even made the playoffs now. Something has, has drastically gone wrong within the group there. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Uh, Cowboys thirty-eight, Panthers eight. Have you um, just very quickly? Have you seen the story about the Panthers player Taylor May? No, this, this week. No. Well, he's been charged with assault. I thought he got found not guilty. No, he got he he got found he got he, he found out he did it. Oh, um, and there was concern over that the 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 NRL were going to ban him, you know, for the playoffs, and they were going to be out without Tail and May. Yeah. Well, the NRL have banned him. Have they? Yeah, but for two games in 2023. Right. So for some reason, he's allowed to play in the playoffs, and then he's banned. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's weird. That. Isn't it? That's uh, apparently what he was out or something, and and some mem- some drunken member of the public was having a go at his mate or a teammate, and he's sort of pushed him or something, and said yeah. pack it in, and then the guys sued him. Yeah, so he's been charged with assault, but he's only banned in next year, uh, which is weird. If you're gonna ban him, you've got to ban him now. Of course yeah. you have. Wow. Uh. He didn't push him next year. Yeah, it, I, pushed him into next year, yeah. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Newcastle Knights, 16. The Sharks, 38. Uh, who finished second in the end? The Sharks. Yeah, they've done really, really well. Yeah. Under Craig Fitzgibbon. Yeah. And finally, uh, the Tigers, 10. The Raiders, 56. Must make a point on that because I know that Bobby had a bet on that to say that the Raiders are to score less than forty points, and at half time it was forty two nil. So it didn't come in. No, no, uh, um, it did not. And, and then and a wooden spoon for the Tigers. Yes, yes, uh, and the because the Titans moved up to thirteen. Apparently, after yeah. the game, you know how uh, there was a big thing with uh, James Tarmo. Yeah, mm. 
uh, how he uh, appealed his ban, and then they said, right, that's okay, you can play because yeah. they think he might retire at the end. Of the, uh, like they think he might retire now, so he was like, didn't do that just, to Bingy, did they? Old KR. Um, um, not no, Lynette, not Lynette, was it? Who was it? Uh, it was. Um, my mind's gone blank. My mind's gone blank. Corbin Sims. Of course it was. Corbin yeah. Sims. Didn't say that to him, did they? No, they didn't. But I, I think that was sort of like the... That gave him 17 as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I think that was the thing behind it. Uh, and and apparently after the game, uh, James Tamar said <laughs> to, that it was overrated. Uh, I wish they had a band because this team's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! You uh, probably end up in Super League. Probably. Um, it's playoffs as well this week mm. in the NRL. Uh, it works a little different to ours because it's top eight, isn't it? Yes. Um, so you got the top four playing off, but the the losers get another chance, don't they? Yeah. So, yeah. The top four. Yeah. yeah. So it's the Panthers against the Eels mm-hmm. and the Sharks versus the Cowboys. And the losers, I think the winners go through to like the semis, don't they, or something? Yeah, pre- pre- yeah. preliminaries or something. And then, and then the other playoff games, which is losers out, isn't it? Is the Storm against the Raiders, and again, second week running is the Roosters against the Rabbitohs. Yeah, that'll be a cracker one. Yeah, yeah. and that's all losers. Uh, that's on Sunday. That one losers. I think uh, it's like seven o'clock in the morning yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. And you, you said last week, didn't you, that the, the Roosters on an outside chance, outside that top four, mm. got every chance of winning it. They're, they're Definitely playing really, really well. Definitely. So, yeah. So those two games, whoever loses, mm. as Ralph rimmed it. <laughs> <laughs> you call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. Yes, another little uh, fun little segment that uh, I think it was Bobby's idea. Was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. We'll see how fun this is. Right. So if it's rubbish, then blame Bobby. Um, At loose forward pod. (laughs) (laughs) So alternate Super League dream team. Obviously, the dream team was announced, so we've created our own dream team, but you're not allowed to pick players that are... In the, the real Super League, one. yeah, the real one. So do you want to give us the real one first, then? Yeah, I can, I can do that. Uh, so the Super League dream team for 2022 was uh, Jai Field, Bevan French, Tim Lafay, uh, Sean Kenny Dowell, Ken Co, uh, Brody Croft, Jack Wellsby, Alex Warmsley, James Roby, uh, Mikolai Oledsky, uh, Liam Farrell, Chris McQueen. And Morgan Knowles. Okay. I don't think I have too many gripes with the actual team. You, you can always make a case, can't you, for players that are left out? Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah, yeah. And and, and fans of clubs will go, well, he should be in. He should be in. I, to be fair, they're watching them every week. Yeah, exactly. You know? so yeah, I, I, I get thing, that. So. But the actual, this, this year, I don't think I have any real issues with it. But we're going to do our own. Yeah. How are we going to do this then? However you want to do it. All right. Do you want to go Just through? start with fullback. All right, okay. If you want. Yeah, so we're all giving the fullback. Well, I, I think, personally, I think that the, all the these three teams are going to be very similar. Or the first names that you thought of are going to be very similar. So I think 
Um, I've wrote one or two different names down. So, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby, fullback. Uh, well, I picked my fullback based on um, why I also think that the dream team shouldn't really be announced before the Man of Steel as well. I went with uh, Lola here, mm. and the reason I did, and the reason I say that is because Lola Healer and Field were joint top before the they stopped showing you the results, mm. and I think you're now in a very dangerous, uh, well, not dangerous. I think you're in a very uh, easy predicament where if Lola here was to win the Man of Steel, mm. your Man of Steel isn't in your dream team, or it tells you that he's not going to win it. Yeah. Because Fields got in the dream team. Yeah. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. So, but uh, as Field is in the dream team, my fullback is Lola here. Andy? I've gone with Jake Connor, just simply because of the number of try assists that he's put in. And I know he can be a little bit in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that. And I think Lola here has been excellent. Mm. And I was thinking, can I put him in at six? Can I can I do this? But in the end, I just went with Connor just, just because of the... Um, just because of the number of try assists that he's made this season, and I think he's he's been one of Hull's only bright sparks. Yeah, fair enough. Um, my, I I'd originally wrote Lola here down, but obviously I knew somebody else would pick him, so I'm going to go with Ryan Briley. Mm, good shout! I think yeah, he's, he's been well. really, really well, yeah. good for Salford this season. Okay. Um, wingers, should we do both? Yeah. Okay, wingers. Actually, I think this was one of the hardest positions to I pick. thought there was a plethora of there wingers this season. Wingers I like that season. word. Yeah. I like yeah. that word. Yep. There's, there's cases all over the place. There's cases for, for Joe Burgess, Yaha at Catalans, Hanley, Leeds. But ultimately, I went with I went with Liam Marshall. I think he's been fantastic for, for Wigan this season. I think if it's not French on the other side, it's, it's him on that side. And I think he's... Uh, I think he's got a good shout to be in the England squad come the end of the season as well. Mm-hmm. And my other winger is Tommy Makinson. I think you see a big difference in St. Ellen's when he doesn't play. It's not just his try-scoring ability. It's his ability to run the ball out and gain yards. Mm-hmm. And he never backs out of anything. I think he's I think he's been fantastic again this season. Mm-hmm. He's a complete winger, isn't he? Makinson. Yeah. He's, he's the best modern-day winger yeah. good in, in the, the air. world, in my opinion. You know, with it under the high ball. Mm. Jumps well. He's good. Still quick. Yeah. Um, but I've still left him out. Uh, and I've gone, in fact, I've got two number fives in, but I couldn't, you know, there was there was a few that were knocking about, like you said, Makington, Burgess, mm. uh, Handley. Um, I thought Ryan Hall could have been in with a shout as mm-hmm. well. But I've gone with Liam Marshall and uh, Fuad Yaha. Okay, fair enough. Um I, right, well, I shall go with Lewis Murphy, who yep. I think's been excellent for Wakefield. Um, uh, Tommy Makinson is, is is obviously the obvious choice, but if someone else has gone, I'm going to go with then, I'm going to go with Ethan Ryan at LKR. Another good season. I think he's been really, really good this season. Okay. Uh Again, he looks pretty good in the air and he's finished some good tries. But, uh, yeah, all right, we'll go Murphy and Ryan then for me. Very good. Uh, your centres? Again, a bit of a bit of a mixed match season for the uh, for the centres. I think there's a, a couple of names up there that have uh, played well. Horrell had a good start to the, the season with, with St. Ellen's. Uh, Watkins has played well at Salford. And 
I was even tempted to put Harry Newman in. I just think he'd been a bit too injured this season. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, I went with uh, Ricky Lutelli. Mm-hmm. I think he's had a great season at Uddersfield. And I think a very bright spark in an otherwise dull Warrington team was Jake Wardle, who was also very good at Huddersfield as well and before his move. Right. So okay. I went with Lutelli and Wardle. Okay. Um, a couple of names you mentioned there. Watkins, I think, was was unlucky not to get in, especially in my team. I've gone with Hurrell. Um, I think he's he's played more minutes and more games than he probably was expecting to at the start of the season. Uh, because of Mark Percival's injury, mm-hmm. um, and I think uh, I've gone with that, and, and I've gone Lou Telly. I don't understand how he's missed out. To be quite honest, no, I agree. I, I've gone with exactly. I, I think he's absolutely a, a shoe in for Man of Steel. It'd have been one of the first names on the sheet for me, Ricky Lou Telly. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't understand how he's missed out. No, I, I, I'm with you, Andy. I've gone for the exact same, Lou Telly and Hurrell. I couldn't. I honestly didn't think there was anybody else. Who were the, the centres for the for the real one? Uh, Lafay and Kenny Dow. Oh, apart from Lafay, obviously, Lafay. I think he's been excellent. Kenny Dow was a bit of a surprise for me, but he has been. Yeah. Over Lutelli, Lutelli I mean. Lutelli just I thought Lafay was a shoe in. Any team, if you were saying any team, right? You were saying we've signed Ricky Lutelli. Mm. You'd be like, oh, that's good. Yeah. If you're a Huddersfield fan and you say we've re-signed Ricky Lutelli, yeah. you're going, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, you are. You are. Um, move on to the halves then. Yeah, uh, so we're doing both again, six and seven. Aren't yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so my six, again, uh, there was a couple of names knocking around. I think Cade Cuss had a good season at, at Wigan and I think had maybe Toulouse stayed up, we might have been talking a bit more about Corey Norman's influence in the Toulouse side, but ultimately I went with Johnny Lomax. I think he's the... The probably the standard of a six in Super League, but Croft has been amazing this season, so I can't take that away from him. Uh, Wellsby was a a bit of a shock for me at, at seven, just because he's been floating around at St. Helens a, a bit this season. And I went with Harry Smith at Wigan for my seven. Well, I nearly put Lola here in at six to get him in, but I didn't. And I think I was stuck on the seven between Smith and the one I've picked. So I've gone at six, I've gone Mitchell Pearce, who I think, you know, we, we sort of laughed at and had our doubts at the start of the season, didn't we? But he's got better and better as it's gone on. Mm. And I think he's done really well and earned a place. And at seven, I've, I've gone Mason Lino. Fair enough. I mm. think he's he's really destined for good things, I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Um, Ari Smith has been tremendous for, for Wigan. I think he's really really matured and really grown into that seven role as the weeks have gone on. Um, and, and looks, for me, looks like he could have a, a shot at the, the England seven jersey. So we'll wait and see. Uh, but I'll go with Lomax. I think he's carried the Saints attack mm. uh, with one arm for, for, for a lot of weeks. Um, and, and he's classy. He's, he's still a class player. So I'll go with him. And because you used to have a different, ones I'm going to go with I'll go with Mark Sneed at 7 okay so no one no one picked Luke Gale <laughs> uh, I did but I crossed it out right, okay. when when was that March uh, I got the <laughs> G and the A and I just scribbled it out <laughs> okay uh, your props Um, I've gone with 
uh, Gil Dudson at Catalans. I think he's had a great season. Okay. For them, I think he runs the ball in really well. And one that I actually thought would have been a shoe-in over potentially both of the props that actually made the dream team. And I went with Ignatius Parzi. I think from what I've seen at him at St. Ellen's, I thought he was brilliant all season. The way he carries himself, the way he runs that ball in, it's fantastic. And yeah, I think he was a shoe-in for the dream team. Fair enough. Do you remember uh, Maury Fasavalu? Mm-hmm. Parsi is, is like a modern day version of, of him, I think. Yeah. Because he plays mostly off the bench, but when he comes on a real impact. Yeah. Um, I think he's that. But I put Parsi in because I think he's I think he's been well, I think he's been better than Wormsley. I think he's been Saints best forward. Yeah, I agree. And, and I yeah. think he's probably been the best prop in Super League. Yeah. To be honest. And again, similar to Lutelli, not quite sure how he how he missed out really. Yeah. So I've put Parsi in. And then the other one I've gone with uh, George King. Okay. Okay. I would have thought who's who's been solid and really sort of like led their pack mm-hmm. from the front. So I've gone with George King. Fair enough. Uh, I've also gone for Parsi. I think pretty much what you have said. Been their best player and well, their best forward and uh, not quite sure how he's not made the actual team. So uh, and the other one I've gone for is David Fafita. Mm. Similar sort of vein, real sort of impact off the bench and. Plenty of offloads. I think he was second in in the offloads, and just he's always he's always had that. And he can kick goals, not yeah, goal, not, not drop goals, goals, just goals. Yeah, but he's always had that in his game. The offload, hasn't he? Yeah, in spectacular. Uh, your nine, your hooker. Uh, I think uh, it was a quite a tough position. I think they got that one right in the dream team with with Roby. I think he's probably been. Like you said, like we said earlier in the the thing, you know, Clark was quiet this year and and Houghton at Hull, so I think he's probably your next best choice. But in my alternate one, I was tempted with McShane. I think he makes Castleford tick quite a lot, but ultimately I actually went with uh, Andy Ackers from Salford. I think he's been fantastic for them all season, and I think he's really shown his talents. Mm -hmm. I went with Ackers as well. Okay. Um, and it was it was a, for me it was a toss up between him and Cruz Lehman, right? Uh, but in the end, I went with I went with Akers. Fair enough. Um, I almost put uh, Matt Parcell in, but I think he's maybe missed one or two more games. And the guy that I've put in, and I think that just edged it for me. But I've gone with Danny Levi mm. from Huddersfield. I think he's he's been really really good for Huddersfield. He's buzzing around everywhere all the time. Yeah, right? loads of energy, quick off the mark. Yeah, fantastic player and a fantastic season. He's like, uh, he's like a young James Roby, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Because when Roby started his career and he came off the bench for Cunningham, mm. then that was the similar sort of effect. But Levi does that 80 minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's had a really good season. And again, could have easily made the dream team, I think. Yeah. An 80-minute... Uh, 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 what's his name? Dwyer. Yeah. Yeah, an 80-minute Dwyer. I was going to say Bernard Dwyer, but that's... that's nah. That was years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's his first name? Brad. Brad, Brad. Dwyer. I was just like... Like that, yeah. Right. Moving on to your second rowers. I actually found this quite tough because I think they got this probably spot on in the dream team. Yeah, I don't think there's any arguments whatsoever with the second rowers. Who were the two second rowers? Farrell and McQueen. Yeah. 
So I actually found this quite hard to find someone to sort of put in because I can't have them to. The first name that came to mind was Joe Batchelor. Mm-hmm. I think he's had a great season. Uh, so it, it was the actual, the, the second person that I picked that I couldn't think of or, you know, get there at first. But I actually went with his with his uh, partner or substitute partner at, at St. Helens and I went with uh, Curtis Sirinan. I think he's had a, a good season. I think he's I think he's run the ball in well. I think he's uh, been a bit of a calm head at times as well. Calm head. He's been banned more than James Bentley. You sure? You sure? He, you meant he, to write Curtis Simonon? Has he got the same player here? Let's just move on. Should we move on? Yeah. Should I give you mine? Yeah. Calm. I haven't gone for calm head. <laughs> Kurt. I haven't gone for calm head Curtis. Calm he's Curtis. Been, that's he's how he's known. Been banned calm, that much. Calm head Curtis. <laughs> I have been banned. I haven't much. got for him. Yeah, he has. He has. Uh, He's been banned more than Bentley and Tatavano put together. <laughs> I don't think he has, but uh, I am with Joe Bachelor because I think his his improvement over the year has, has been fantastic, and to be now on the verge of the uh, the World Cup squad, I yeah. think is you know superb for him. Yeah, uh, and the other one I went with was Reese Martin. Yeah, yeah, I've got both of them wrote down. Um, I think I'll stick with. With Joe Batchelor, his rise, like you say, over the last twelve months, has been incredible. Got himself into the the England squad for the uh, mid-season uh, international against the um, Exiles, whatever they're called. Yeah, the combined nations. Yeah, that's it. Um, so I, the other one, I'll change it up and I'll go with Anthony Minchella. Okay, I, I nearly went for. Uh, Jovial James Bentley, you know, like Calm Head Curtis, right? But I didn't in the end. <laughs> it's uh, it's also Elliot Minchella. Uh, sorry, you're thinking Anthony Minicello. Yeah, uh, uh, Elliot Minchella. Sorry, apologies. He's, a, he's he retired for whole. He retired for the other side <laughs> yeah. of all a few years back. <laughs> I've got him at fullback. And finally, uh, loose forwards. Um, I think there's. Uh, again, no no arguments with Morgan Knowles. I think he's been great. I think you could have. Had Bateman at Wigan. He's been he's been well. He's been good. But uh, I went with uh, Benjamin Garcia from Catalans. Mm. I think he's had a fantastic yeah, season. Um, I think he's been a good captain for for Catalans. And I also like the fact that he got half his ear ripped off and then just decided to play again the week after. So mm. well, yeah, good shot. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? <laughs> yeah, good shout. Um, I almost put Luke Yates in from Salford. I think he's been excellent. Huddersfield. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think he's been excellent. Yeah. And uh, But in the end, I went with Joe Westerman. Yeah. Who I thought has been a real uh, positive influence in everything that, that, that Cass has done that's been good this year. Yeah, exactly the same for me. I think he's really carried what is what has been a very average Castleford pack this season. Yeah. And I think he's he's really stood up and led from the front yeah. and done some really good stuff. So there I'm going to go with Joe Westerman as well. Okay, interesting. Very just good. shows you though that there's, there's a a wealth of talent because I think the teams that we've picked could have just have been easily been the, the dream team. Yeah, I, I I think so. When you when you look at the, the names on the list, you could definitely have an equally as good dream I, team. I think so. I think for for what I've seen in the real dream team, there there's probably only. Three, four, five names that you think you're yeah, absolutely nailed on mm. without any discussion. I'm thinking like we talked about the two second rowers, I, Fowell me, and McQueen. Per- personally, you know? apart from them two, apart from the second rowers, and, and probably 
Field. Field and French. It's then the rest of it's up maybe to not even French. I know we scored a lot of tries and stuff. Is that about the second half of the season? Yeah, apart from Field and the two wing, uh, two second rowers, mm. um, put, probably I'd, Bevan French. But I'd, like I'd I say, put, the, the wingers for me was the hardest mm. position to pick. Yeah. To me, there's five there that I think that that without hesitation, which is Field and French, Fowell and McQueen, and Brodie Croft. Mm. They would they would be the five that I would say without hesitation, and then the rest. I, I still think there's cases for other people ahead of French and Croft. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, but I've no arguments with them being in it. Yeah, whatsoever. Yep. So good that. Yeah. Move forward, podcast prediction league with six again. That's right, it's the Predictions League and we have Bri from Six Again on the phone to take us through the last round of the Predictions League. Bri, how are you, mate? I'm good, how are you, boys? Very well. Hello, Bri. Thanks, Bri. So, uh, Bri, just before we go on to the the predictions, um, would you like to give us uh, a quick update on the uh, Rugby League shirt day on the 23rd of September that's approaching us? Yeah, um, we've had a bit of interest. Um, we're doing a couple of interviews on a couple of other pods. Um, we're getting um, some promotion off another couple of pods as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we have interviews with BBC Radio Humberside and Merseyside yep. in the in the plan in the planning. Um, we've got a good few followers, so, some um, players, some some teams. Um, we've got uh, Cornwall are doing quite a lot uh, and Batley. Um, we've got um, some journalists helping us like Gareth Walker um, and George Riley who've been on the Prediction League. Um, so yeah, all things are looking rosy and steaming ahead to Friday the 23rd of September. Yeah, starting to gather pace now, isn't it? So Yeah, um, I think I... we're going to have a bit of action this weekend is, uh, with some photos, Yeah, as there is the PDRL finals on Saturday in Manchester. Yeah, brilliant. And I think as well, uh, you mentioned about um, uh, Mersey, Radio Merseyside and uh, Humber. Uh, we're hoping yeah. that we're, we're hoping that we're going to attract slots with uh, Manchester and Leeds as well, aren't we? And uh, uh, oh, even setting our sights on things like Talk Sport, Premier Sports, things like that as well, aren't we? Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. So um, again, just remind us, just remind everybody listening, Brian, how people can get involved. Well, you can get involved on um, all social medias: um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, Twitter page is at RL Shirt Day. Instagram page is Rugby League Shirt Day 2022. Um, Facebook page is RL Shirt Day. And the TikTok page is at RL Shirt Day. And we are on all the socials and just um, share our hashtag. Uh, Hashtags um, RL Shirt Day. Um, Shirt selfie and show us your shirt. Exactly, and that's the message. Show us your shirt. Exactly. Brilliant. <clears throat> Thanks, Bri. Right. No, it is. On to the, well, I was going to say the main event, but that is that is a main event, isn't it, in itself? So let's go on to the Prediction League then. Show us your table. Oh, I thought you'd jump in here. <laughs> well, 
everything was looking very tight until the last five minutes of all four games on Saturday. Mm. But we ended up with a clear winner. Shall I go in reverse order? Yeah, definitely. Bottom of the league were Lancashire. They got 12 points last week and their total for the season was 354. Sixth was Yorkshire, who got 14 points last week and finished with a total of 392 points. That's, do you know what? That's disappointing from our guests, isn't it? That... <laughs> do you not think, Callum? Come on. There's a lot of loyalty to their team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely going to And a be, lot of hatred we're to We're definitely going to beat Wigan this week. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a few leads by one. Yeah, <laughs> Jordan. Yeah. <definitely. laughs> so, go on. Um, five points ahead in fifth place with the stats team, who got 16 points last week, and they finished on 397. Not bottom. That's all that counts. <laughs> <laughs> and you beat Jordan. You beat your friend Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, take that, Jordan. Okay. <laughs> uh, for anybody wondering what that noise was Bri was sulking and put the phone down on us because he didn't want to read the table So <laughs> I thought it was Bobby fell off his chair because he was only fifth <laughs> <laughs> but we... I thought it was Bobby putting it down because he thought he could do better if he was by himself yeah. Yeah. so <laughs> uh, where were we up to Bri? fourth was it? fourth place Became the insiders who only got 13 points last week and they come four. Blew it big time, didn't they? The insiders. They did. They finished with 441 points. Let me tell you, Keith Mason is fuming. (laughs) (laughs) We'll come on to that. Mm. Um, In third, bronze medal, myself. I got 14 points last week. And I finished one point above the insiders. Gallant. Second. Second. Silver medal. The best loser. Andy. (laughs) First loser. Andy. Andy got 17 points and finished three points above myself on 445. But with the weeks only spot on, and to win the league, Callum got 19 points and finished 11 points clear. With 456. Why, why is everyone looking at me like that? Because I thought you were going to do some sort of victory speech. Ah, oh, just one sec. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it wouldn't be the well, only time it was pressed this time. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to thank, well... There's not many people to thank, really, because it was a solo effort, in all honesty. Uh, but mainly, I would like to, in all seriousness, I would like to thank you, uh, Bobby and, and Bry, uh, for being rubbish all season. Um, Copied my results in the double header. Yeah. <coughs> well, well, maybe if you want, you know, maybe you should have started copying mine earlier, Bry, and you wouldn't have been <laughs> I know. I know both mine and Andy's downfall. Mine is it's the same thing. It's a yeah. It's the same same team, but mine was at the start of the season. Andy's was the, at the end. Yeah, Warrington. Warrington. When I thought they'd come good, and mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, <sighs> oh, it's a shame. 
No. Would you like a few stats? Yeah, congratulations, well, Callum. Anyway, well, yeah, just, no. I, I would like to oh, say. Oh, you're not going to say it. Yeah, no. From, from from fifth play, I would just like to say congratulations to the first champion. So, yeah. Well deserved. <laughs> yeah, looking and up all the way from fifth place. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Best loser. <laughs> if you ain't first, <laughs> you're last. No, you're. Right, hang on. Would you like yeah, some stats? Yeah, let's give us some stats. Come on. Right, well, Bobby, if you'd have been by yourself with your average points, you'd have only got 32 more points and you'd have still finished fifth. Right. <laughs> Let's carry on. Hey! Does it, I got a key word there. That's 32 more points. Yeah, but, it doesn't so, matter. Yeah, but you still have come fifth, Bobby. doesn't matter. Oh, your, average, your average points, Bobby, was 15.9 and Roy's was 12.7. Do you remember that start uh, in, the, in the football that if, like, you took all of Romelu Lukaku's goals out of Everton, <laughs> they'd have still finished, like, fifth or sixth that season. It's like that. Fair enough. Bobby, you're not, you're not, you're, you're better than Everton, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Callum, your average points was 16.9. Excellent. Andy, yours was 16.5, which was matched by Allison. Okay. Wow. Um, and mine was. Mine was 16.3. Um, the top two were Johnny Ashy, our Wigan fan, 17.6. Okay. And Eddie from Lot 17A, his average score was 20.75. Impressive. Mm. Must have had easy weeks. He must have done. He must have done. But if, they, if you, if you get what I'm about to say now. To lose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah every week. Um, the lowest score from every person. Um, mine was four, and yours three was six. We did have one week where we had a zero, and that was from Louise. But again, that the lowest score for Alison in their week and the lowest score for Eddie in their week were both 14. Wow. Yet, well Yorkshire still finished where they did in the league. Wow. I'll be trying Which to pick was... a new teammate now for yeah. next year. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, from everyone involved, um, the highest scores, um, Keith Mason got 35, Eddie from Lot 17A got 29, as did Bobby and myself. Andy, your highest score was 27, as was Joseph Appleyard. And Callum, your highest score was 26, as was Gareth Walkers, who had a double header, and his average would have been 26 because he got 26 both weeks for both games. Excellent. Very good. And the only other person who needed an average was Deck Roberts, who got 16.3. Excellent. As an average for this. Well, brilliant. Well, once again, Bri, from me, uh, from Callum, and from Romelu, um, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for doing that this, this year. I'm Bobaloo. I was Bobaloo. about to say the same thing. I was just about, I thought I was just about to take my drink on and say Bobaloo. Um... I'm wondering if we could do some sort of like uh, toned down comp maybe for the World Cup. We'll have a think about that, can't we? Mm. We could. We'll well, I, I think. Who've we got? Who've we got? How many teams is there? There's four groups of four, isn't there? Why don't we all take a group? Yeah. The four of us take yeah. a group. Right, we're on it. We'll have a think and we're on it, yeah? Yeah. All Something right. like that. Nice one. Yeah, we're on it. So, yes, and right, thank you so much for doing it. And uh, congratulations to Callum. <laughs> Sorry, I got something stuck in my throat then. <coughs> like, but uh, well, yeah, it was. So, well, well, well done. hang on. I'm the only one who hasn't said it now, but yeah, Carl, you've done all right. Yeah, yeah well, well done, mate. Yeah, yeah. cheers. cheers. And, 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 you know, thanks for uh, 
bringing you, you the trophy. The right yeah, and, and <laughs> you the trophy. So thanks for, thanks for everything, Elbry. It, it's, yeah. it's been good fun. Pleasure. Um, and that's about wraps us up, doesn't it, Callum? Bobby? No. Oh no, no. we got preview. Yeah, got oh, two yeah, games to, to <laughs> oh, yeah. quickly just have a chat. So now quickly he's trying to get over this. Yeah. This you're the winner yeah. thing. It's all right. You don't have to predict so, this week. There's no need to start sweating. All right, hey. okay, so so <laughs> now we know it was Andy who put the phone down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get on with. Let's do this week's then uh, quickly to wrap up. Then uh, first game uh, is uh, is the Friday one. Catalan lead, isn't it? Mm, yeah. What are your thoughts? <sighs> Both these games. This one, I think, in particular, is is quite tricky. Uh, there's always that. How will they travel, sort of mm. thing, and you know if if Catalans have, have left most of their players in Catalan last week, then they could be pretty fresh and and, and raring to go. Yeah. Um, so just for fun, I think I'd say Catalan by eight. Yeah, I agree with everything you've you've just said there about Catalans leaving them at home, and I think the other thing to add in is that with Leeds leaving it so late, how much energy did they burn, so to speak, in in trying to get themselves into that playoff place mm. as well. So, yeah. Did you watch the first half, Bobby? There was no energy spent whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. Uh, so, yeah, uh, for fun, I'd, uh, I would have gone Catalans by 10. Mm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go something similar. I'll Catalan by 12. I think it might, just might be one game too many for Leeds. Yeah, fair enough. Brian? Leeds by six. Okay, excellent. Mm. And the Saturday game... Uh, Huddersfield versus Salford, mm. which isn't about Ian Watson in any way, shape, or form. If you believe everything that you read, <laughs> uh, another tricky one. Another, another tricky one. Salford's run into the playoffs has been phenomenal. I, I, uh, I think Huddersfield uh, will probably just do them. I think they're just slightly stronger, and maybe it is just one step too far this season for Salford. But we shall wait and see. But I would probably say Huddersfield by ten. I'm actually going to go the opposite way. I think Salford will win. I think that rest will have done the players some good, and I think Huddersfield choosing not to rest um, whilst they didn't probably didn't exert themselves against Wakefield. I still think a few of the players could have done with one, and I think the run Salford are on. I can see them upsetting them, and I'm going to go Salford by six. I think this all depends whether Huddersfield can cope with Salford, like just flinging the ball out wide, doesn't it? Yeah. It all depends whether whether they can they can do that and uh, and and cope with that expansive play of Salford. I think they can, so I'm going to go Huddersfield by eight. Fair enough. Brian, Salford by fourteen. Okay. I think just I think it's the same as what Bobby said, but also Huddersfield got um, a lucky golden point win, didn't he? Mm. And I think it was because Chris McQueen slipped, shall we say, to level the scores with a minute to go. And and also I made a phone call about four weeks ago to our friend Phil, our Salford fan Phil, but I said I could actually see a lead Salford final. Okay, well. I've got one more question to... No wonder you finished third. Yeah, I brushed over that one quickly, but we'll see. (laughs) We might eat our words, Callum, but we'll brush over it. Um, I'll be getting that trophy back soon, Carl. I've got got one 
Question then, just to wrap up the pod tonight then. Uh, if you're Christian Wolf and St. Helens, yeah? Yeah. You finish top. Yeah. Okay. Which means that you play the lowest ranked winner yeah. in the semi-finals. Mm-hmm. The only team they can't play is Huddersfield. Yeah. So if Huddersfield win, they still can't play them. They'd play either Catalan or Leeds. Yeah. So would you rather play Catalan, Leeds, or Salford? If Salford win, you're going to play Salford. Yeah. If Huddersfield win, you're going to be Catalan or Leeds. Mm. So who would you rather... If you were Christian Wolf and St. Helens, which of those teams would you rather play? It's a very, very good question. Um... Leeds, I think, mm. just probably regret saying that, but I'd, I, I don't think I'd fancy Catalan. Okay, even even if Saints are at home, I'm, I'm I don't think I'd, I'd fancy that. So okay, see that's I'd, where I'm going to say Leeds. I think that's where I disagree with you. I think if you are Christian Wolf, I'd be wanting Catalans personally. I think on form at the minute, Salford. Very capable of winning that game. Leeds also on form. Catalans away from home haven't done too well this season. I think that they are probably in that in those three probably one of the ones that yeah I'd, I'd fancy taking on away from yeah. home. Right, if you're Christian Wolf, who who would you want to play in the semis? Ideally, Huddersfield because I think it's the only team that they would beat. 100%. But they can't. They're the, they're the only ones that they can't, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I'd say Catalan, because mm. Leeds seem to have a hex over Saints in, a, in playoffs, uh, and you just don't know which Salford they're going to turn up. I think I'd go for Catalans, just simply because I think out of those, and I'm, it's only a gut feeling, I'd have to have a look, but I think they seem to be on the worst run of form out of those four teams. I'm not quite mm. sure. I'm just, it's, that's only me just guessing on that but I don't know they've got players in there though that are absolute quality mm. they turn yeah they have to be fair yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't think after, I mean you wouldn't want to uh, you wouldn't fancy playing any, no. any of them but got to play one of them that's what the playoffs are about <laughs> exactly um, but I think that just about wraps us up now it wraps us up yeah thanks um, yeah. so uh, thank you for, for listening this week uh, thank you to to Bry and everybody that's predict uh, participating in the predictions league, yeah, uh, it's our been guests, yeah. yeah, been thoroughly enjoyable, and, and and we look forward to doing it again next year, if Bry's willing to to do all the, the legwork again. <laughs> Suppose so. Yeah. Hey. Um, <laughs> and obviously, uh, as we spoke about earlier, don't forget about rugby league shirt day, and you can follow that across all platforms on social media, but. If you are going to any games this week or you are watching, then please stay safe and enjoy. But from all of us here at the Loose Forward Podcast, it's goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.